my actual responsibility is to be the filler until 4.35, which is when the fast will break. So I have to figure out how to talk for the next 15 or so minutes, but I don't really have anything profound to say, so maybe I should spend this whole time just telling dad jokes. Okay. In any case, um, before getting to the dad jokes, until I come up with some good ones, uh, let's talk very briefly about fasting before the keynote speaker comes and gives us something very, very profound to reflect upon. Uh, one of the challenges of the academic study that we do here is that our study is disembodied, meaning if you are studying Islam, for example, in my class, I'm not teaching you how to be a good Muslim, I'm teaching you how this thing called Islam works. If you're studying the history of France, it is not assumed that you would be French. You're learning information. But when we're talking about religion, we're talking about embodied knowledge. We're talking about knowledge that you take in, whether it's coming from scripture, whether it's coming from a teacher, or whether it's coming from, from, another, from the tradition itself. You take a small bit of knowledge, and then you apply it to yourself. And then you take another bit of knowledge, and then you apply it to yourself. And more of those bits that you embody lead to then transformation. And so what are we saying? At one level, what is the goal of religion? Regardless of what religion we speak about, it is transformation. It might be transformation to reach a certain destination, a happy place on the other side, or it might be to reach a happy place inside here, but what we're saying is fundamental to belief is this idea of transformation. So when we talk about fasting, we're putting it into practice. At one level, fasting is exactly what Maria mentioned, that we are withholding from food to develop empathy for those people who do not have the choice to withhold themselves from food. But what else is fasting? Considering that we start at a particular time and end at a particular time, fasting is also an exercise in discipline, in self-discipline, in self-control. And so what are we saying here? That one of the functions or one of the pathways to transformation is control of the self. So there's a very famous teaching of the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, where he's coming from a battle and he says, now we're going from the lesser jihad to the greater jihad. The lesser struggle to the greater struggle, and the greater struggle is the struggle of the self. And to give you an idea of how serious or how difficult the struggle of the self is, that in many of our traditions we have a figure like Lucifer or the devil or Iblis, who is the accursed devil, but the self is often more difficult to fight than 70 devils. Okay. That the self, we are taught in, in the Islamic tradition, we have very similar teachings in other traditions, that the self is so resistant to change that it is easier to move a mountain. There's a teaching that believe a mountain has been moved before you believe that a man has changed his disposition because it is easier to move a mountain. And so when we're exercising this process of fasting, we're saying no. We're taking control of ourselves. And let me give you uh, an example of a student that I've had in the past. I had a student who, who was a relatively newly practicing Muslim, but he resisted any notion of any rules. Okay? Uh, uh, I pray because I like to pray uh, in terms of anything that Islam forbids. I, I partake of all those things because my goal is to find myself. My goal is to find my fulfillment. And then I asked him, when was the last time that you were happy? And he immediately lost his smile, and he says, uh, probably last Ramadan. Okay. And I asked him, well, what did you like about Ramadan? He said, when I was in Ramadan, I just felt so good. And then I explained to him why. Because the nature of the self 
is that the self is always demanding, feed me. Okay? Whether it is with food, whether it is with possessions, whether it is with attention, feed me. And then you feed it, and it's satisfied for a short period of time, but then it is again saying, feed me. So if you keep feeding yourself with all of these different ways, you are going to, by definition, be unhappy. Because the self is always just saying, feed me, I haven't had enough. So why did this student have such a wonderful time in Ramadan? Because when you're taking control of yourself, you're then allowing happiness to come through. So he was benefiting from this process of daily fasting from sunup to sundown, day after day after day after day for a whole month. And so what else are we saying here? That the process of transformation in our belief systems, again, whether we're talking about Islam or Christianity or Judaism or Hinduism or Buddhism, all of our traditions have fasting, that a consequence of this process of fasting should not only be the development of empathy, not only be the development of self-control and transformation, but ultimately, hopefully, even in this world, it is giving us a pathway to happiness. And so ask yourselves, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but ask yourselves if you can honestly say that you're a happy person. Good. Can you say honestly, and again, I'm not asking you to raise your hands, but can you honestly say that your default is one of happiness? Because what religion should then give us is that whole pathway to develop that happiness. So I don't want to take any more of your time, even though we still have another 10 minutes or so. Uh, but I just wanted to give us this thought about the multiple benefits of fasting. And our guest speaker will give us much, much more, God willing. But thank you very much for your time. May peace be upon you.